Thank you for joining us to hear today's message. At Faith Assembly, our passion and purpose is loving people to life in Christ. To find out more information, visit our website, faithnewcumberland.com. This morning we started just a three-week series on finding our place in the and how God has wired us. It's just simply called shape up on the screen there. And uh, last week we kind of presented a lot of information, but the most important thing, kind of the core thing that we see part of our discipleship process, the way that we can help develop and grow closer to Jesus is in serving uh, others with the gifts that God has given to you. Do, you know, do you know that every one of us has been given a gift? You know, you might say, oh, not me, Pastor. I'm not very good at anything. Well, you have been given a gift. And I pray, our prayer is over these next few weeks, you're going to discover some of those gifts that God has given to you. And you're like, wow, I didn't realize I, God had given me this gift. I didn't realize that could be used for God's glory, you know. You might think it's just something, oh, just uh, it's maybe it's a, a talent or a skill I have or something I just like to do. Well, God can use that for his honor and glory. Yeah. If you're serving others and as you serve others, you grow in your faith. So that's what this series is about. Jess is going to come preach in a moment. And uh, we're just so proud of Jess. She does a, a, a great job. She's going to preach the first part this week. Chris is going to come next week and preach part two. And then uh, Lord willing, should the Lord tarry, I will be here week three to close it out, week three. So we have gifted men and women who have a call on their life. And uh, we're so proud of them. Amen. And uh, this church has, has many people are gifted in just serving in, in many areas. And Jess has a great preaching gift as well as Krista. So she's going to come and uh, preach part one of our Shape series, okay? So all about spiritual gifts and taking an assessment. So would you give Jess a warm welcome as she shares God's word this morning? Thank you. Good morning. I feel like I have like six million things here. Give me a minute to get them all set up. <laughs> I'm going to try to use technology this morning. Some of you know how that usually works for me, so just bear with me. <laughs> how is everybody? Good. I'm going to, Krista, if you can come up, I'm going to have Krista and maybe Lisa, if you could help her. Um, they're going to pl- pass out some Play-Doh. Make a shape with your Play-Doh, any shape. All right, so as you get your shapes made, go ahead and hold them up. No copying the person next to you. <laughs> Shaping as you hold it up. All right, so let's see. I see some hearts. I see some snakes, some circles. It's kind of hard to see in the back. I see a, a diamond. What do you guys have back there in the back that I can't see? Oh, we have a mustache. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> All right, so do any of you have a matching shape to the person next to you? No. No? Yes? yes. No. Are they the same color? No. Okay, good. <laughs> so all of our shapes are different, right? We all have the same direction to open the Play-Doh and to make a shape, but we all made different shapes. Why? Because we're all different, right? We are all different people which is so awesome. So if you have your Bibles with you, you can uh, get those out. If not, if you want to just continue playing with your Play-Doh, it's okay because we'll have all the scriptures up here on the screen. I'm going to keep playing with mine. <laughs> I know my, I couldn't turn my phone on because I have Play-Doh on it. <laughs> all right, so 
If you look up at the screen or in your Bibles, in Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are all God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things that he has planned for us long ago. So the Bible says that we're all like Play-Doh, or actually more like clay, but we all have the potential to do something beautiful with our lives. If you give me one minute here. My fingers aren't working because of the Play-Doh. <laughs> Maybe I should put this down. <laughs> so we all have the potential to do something beautiful with our lives. Um, and God, he, he wants to make us all into masterpieces. But if we give this Play-Doh to like an artist or somebody who can sculpt, right? They would be able to make something awesome out of it. They could make anything, right? Anything they wanted to out of it. But all of the moms out there, do I have any moms who hate Play-Doh? <laughs> okay. Right, right. Okay. So if we give this Play-Doh to a toddler, they're not going to do the same thing as the sculptor would do, right? They're going to stomp it into the carpet. Or, like, see if they can make the dog have a new hairdo with, like, Play-Doh in there. And then the Play-Doh is going to get dirt and dog hair in it. And then they're going to, like, mash it all back up together and stick it back in their container. But they're not going to put the lid on it. They're just going to leave it like this, if it even makes it to the container. And then it's going to start to dry out and get all, like, lumpy and disgusting. Right? Right. So, <laughs> the difference between something beautiful out of the Play-Doh and something disgusting and ugly is whose hands it's in, right? It's either the, the master sculptist, if that's even a word, or the toddler. They're going to do two very different things with the Play-Doh. And our lives are the same way. If we give the control of our lives over to God and we let God mold and shape our lives into who he's created us to be, then he's going to make something beautiful out of our lives because that's what, um, that's what God specializes in. He specializes in taking people's messes and turning them into something beautiful. But if we try to control our lives or if we let somebody else control our lives, that's like giving the Play-Doh to a toddler. They're going to mess it up because that's not what we weren't created to control our own lives. We weren't created to decide what we should do with our lives. That's something that God had planned for us from the very beginning. Do you ever look at an area of your life and think, oh my goodness, this area of my life or maybe your whole life is just a mess and I don't know what I'm going to do with it right now. Maybe it's relationships, maybe it's finances, maybe it's your job. Some area of your life you look at it and you're like, this is just, this is a mess. And in, in our own abilities, if we're trying to mold and shape that situation, that job, that finance, that relationship, if it's something we're trying to do, it's going to end up a mess. It's going to end up with hair and dirt in it. It's going to end up dry and in the container without a lid. But if we hand that situation over to God, if we hand our life over to God, then he's able to take those messes and turn them into something beautiful. Because even if we have Play-Doh with dirt and hair and everything else, we can't get that back to this nice Play-Doh. Oh, and you know what else kids do? They mix the colors. I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> but God, he can, he can take those colors back apart. He can take the dog hair out. He can take the uh, dirt out. And he can uh, get, get our lives back to the, to the good new Play-Doh and make something beautiful out of it. Over the next couple of weeks, like Pastor Josh said, we're going to talk about the shape that God wants us to be. 
Um, we're going to use some assessments and um, talk about some questions. It's going to be a little bit different than what a normal sermon would look like. But uh, hopefully through all of those things, you're going to be able to just recognize and see uh, what God has created you to do and what um, what purpose he has for your life. We're going to talk about the shape of our life. And uh, each of those letters stand for for a different aspect. We're very, God created us to be complex people. And because of that, we can't just look at one thing and take one test and know what we're supposed to do in our life. It would be a lot easier if it worked that way, but unfortunately it doesn't. So today we're going to look at spiritual gifts and the spiritual gifts are a set of special abilities that God gives to every believer. So when you accept Jesus into your heart, you get spiritual gifts. Um, and then we're also going to talk about your heart, which is the special passions that God has given you so that you can glorify him on earth. So those are the things that like you're passionate about. Maybe you're passionate about orphans or missions or um, kids ministry or youth ministry. Maybe you're passionate about different, um, there's many, many things that you could be passionate about. And then we're going to talk about our abilities. And those are like the talents that God gave you when you were born. So maybe you can sing, maybe you're good at learning new languages. A lot of things can be abilities as well. And then we're going to talk about our personality, which I think most of you know what your personality is, but if you don't, you can look up there and get a definition. And then the last one, I think this one's my favorite. Um, God uses our experiences. He uses past experiences, good and bad, um, and current experiences, good and bad, um, to... He uses those experiences so that we can help other people. And all of these things, you'll hear me say a couple of times today, a lot of this um, is out of a book um, called Shape. And uh, he, the author uses in that book a lot the term um, kingdom purpose. And the kingdom, your kingdom purpose is what you were created to do by God, but it's what you were created to do to bring other people to God and to help them grow in their journey and their walk with the Lord. So all of these things, your spiritual gifts, your heart, your abilities, your personality, and your experience, God uses all of those things together to um, get you into an area where you can serve others and serve him and bring other people to him. So today, like I said, we're going to talk about spiritual gifts. And if you want to turn into your, turning your Bible to 1 Peter 4.10, it says, now about the gifts of the spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be ignorant. And maybe you're thinking, I don't give my kids Plato, and I don't let them call people ignorant either. <laughs> well, in this passage, ignorant doesn't necessarily mean what we think of ignorant to be today. It doesn't mean the unintelligent or naive. Rather, Paul is telling us that if we are uninformed, we will miss out on the gifts that God has given us. Your gifts are the key to fulfilling your kingdom purpose. Your gifts are the key to fulfilling the purpose that you have in life. A lot of people are uh, walking around looking for their purpose in life, but they're looking in the wrong places and they're completely lost. And it's because they're not looking at the things that God has given them. And God created us, so who better to tell us what we were created for and what our purpose is? The Bible also says that God has given gifts to each of you from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Manage them well so that God's generosity can flow through you. The Bible says a lot about spiritual gifts, which is one of the reasons that it's important to look at it. Um, in a couple of minutes, I'm going to be giving you guys a spiritual gift assessment, and you'll see all of the different places that the Bible talks about the spiritual gifts that God has given us. Um, 
When we commit our lives to Jesus, God gives us spiritual gifts, and he gives us those gifts so that we can be his hands and feet on earth. God, um, we know that that he was born on Christmas and died and was resurrected on Easter. And when he was resurrected and went back to heaven, he gave us his Holy Spirit to live in us so that we could be his hands and feet. And that's why we need spiritual gifts, so that we can do that well. Um, The Bible says that spiritual gifts, is that the one I'm on? There we go. It says that a spiritual gift is given to each of us as a means of helping each other. So it's important to know what your spiritual gifts are so that you can use them, but that's not the most important thing. The most important thing isn't finding out what your spiritual gift is. The most important part is finding out where you can use it and how you can serve others with the gifts that you've been given. Maybe you don't feel like you're very gifted. Maybe you feel like, you know what, you're talking about all of these things, but I don't really think that I can do much. Maybe you think that you're too old or you're too young or you have too much going on in your life or there's lots of different excuses that the devil will give us to use if we don't want to use our gifts um, for, for God. But um, the Bible tells us that each of us is given a spiritual gift, a, a spiritual gift uh, to help each other. So the Bible says that you do have a gift. So if you're thinking right now, you know what, I don't think that I'm very gifted, you're wrong. You are gifted. And we're going to, um, over the next couple of weeks, find out what those gifts are and how you can practically use them in the church and to help each other. Now, Jesus, though, I heard this a long time ago. I don't know who told me this, but it's something that has stuck with me. And um, it's something that's just, I don't know, it, it, somebody, I think it was in college, they said that Jesus is a gentleman. He's not going to take over an area of your life unless you let him. So a lot of this stuff that we're talking about, um, you have to be willing to let God use the things in your life that he's giving you. He's not going to force you to be on the worship team. He's not going to force you to uh, come serve at an outreach. He's not going to force you to uh, talk to your friend at work about Jesus. He's not going to force you to do any of those things. You have to allow him into that area of your life. Kind of like Krista was saying this morning during worship that um, we have gifts, but they need to be unwrapped. We can't, uh, we, God can't use those gifts unless we're willing to unwrap them and use them in our lives. So there's multiple places in the Bible that tells us what the spiritual gifts are that um, God gives people to use in the church. And we're going to look at that list right now. And as we look at the list, I want you to Think about uh, what gifts you might have. We're going to take a a spiritual gifts assessment in a minute. But um, as we're going over the list, think about things that you think that you're gifted in. Not necessarily things that you think would be fun or things that you think would be cool. Because that's easy to do. Sometimes you look at the list and you're like, oh, I really want to, like have the gift of encouragement, but everybody around you is like, you're never encouraging. (laughs) Or you know what, it would be really cool if I had the gift of wisdom. (laughs) But people are like, you always make really bad choices. (laughs) No, so just think about the things that, um, that that you may be gifted in. Here's a list, here's a list of gifts that come from those, uh, verses that, we're just up on the screen. We're going to go over each of them really quickly. The first is the gift of administration. So that's like if you're uh, good at organizing things, um, you're good at uh, details, delegating tasks, 
The next, next one is apostleship. And I think this one is one that, like, that's kind of like an old word. Like, Jesus had apostles, but what does it mean to have the gift of apostleship? Well, that's the ability to launch and lead new ministries, to be an ambassador, to welcome risky change. So maybe you're like, oh, I thought that was a bad thing that I liked, like, risky change things. <laughs> well, it's not necessarily a bad thing if you're letting God use it. Um, the next one is apostleship. That's the ability, oh no, we just did that one. The next one is discernment. That's the ability to recognize truth or error in a message, person, or event. And then we have encouragement, which is the ability to help others live a God-centered life through inspiration, counseling, and empowerment. Next is evangelism, which is the ability to share Jesus' love with others and have them accept God. Faith is the ability to step out in faith in order to see God's purpose accomplished. The next one is giving, which is the ability to joyfully support and fund various kingdom initiatives through material contributions beyond your tithes. The next one up there is healing, which is the ability to heal and restore others. Health beyond traditional means. There's the gift of helping, which is the ability to assist others in reaching goals that glorify God. The gift of hospitality is the ability to provide others with a warm and welcoming environment for fellowship. Interpretation, this one, they're in alphabetical order on there, but this one kind of uh, goes along with tongues. Some of you may, this might be new to some of you, some of you may um, have experienced this, but in a corporate church service, sometimes God will speak through an individual in, um, in tongues, which is the heavenly language, and then somebody else will interpret that message. And that's different from having the power of the Holy Spirit in us and speaking in tongues as a prayer language. Um, this is something that corporately grows and encourages the body of Christ. Um, also the gift of knowledge, which is the ability to communicate God's truths to others in a way that promotes justice, honesty, and understanding. The gift of leadership, which is uh, casting vision, promoting spiritual growth, um, Mercy, which is the ability to minister in love and compassion to those who are suffering physically, emotionally, spiritually, or relationally. Miracles, which is the ability to pray for and explain supernatural acts that bring um, validity to God and his power. Pastoring is the ability uh, to take spiritual responsibility for a group of people and equip them to live God-centered lives. Prophecy is the ability to offer messages from God that comfort, encourage, guide, warn, or reveal sin. The gift of teaching is the ability to teach sound doctrine. And then we talked about tongues. And wisdom is the ability to make wise decisions and, and counsel others with sound advice. So like I said in the beginning, we don't uh, get to choose our spiritual gifts. Our spiritual gifts are given to us when we're saved by God. And that's a good thing because if we were to choose our own gifts, that's kind of like giving the toddler Play-Doh. <laughs> um, if we were to choose our own gifts, we might not make the best decisions because God knows us way better than we know ourselves. Um, and I think that that's something that especially in, in my generation, like we grew up hearing you can do anything you want to do as long as you put your mind to it. And I think that's kind of where our society is now too. It's anybody can do and be anything that they want to be and it's okay. And unfortunately, I don't know how biblical that is. Um, if you read the Bible, there's just a theme through the Bible of God creating us for a very specific purpose. He has a plan for our life, a plan to prosper us and to grow us, but only 
if we submit to him and allow him to work in our lives and do the things that he's created for us to do. So I just, I warn you against that. Like, so it's easy to fall into that. Like, you know what? Yeah, I might be gifted in this area and this area, but I really like doing this better. And maybe you do, and um, that's okay, but we need to just be wise in asking God to reveal what our spiritual gifts are so that we can be used the most effectively for his kingdom. Um, and that's the first, I think that's the first way that we um, can find our spiritual gifts is we can take a test, but the most important thing to do is to ask God to reveal those gifts to us, to ask him, what do you want me to do? What have you created me to do? What is my purpose? And then we can use things like um, the test that we're going to take here in a minute to just kind of guide us and inform us about the different areas that we can be gifted in. And then also I think it's important to just put those gifts into practice. So once you say, okay, here are my top three gifts and this is what I think that uh, I'm gifted in, try them out. Serve somewhere in the church, serve somewhere and, um, and discover if that's something that actually is uh, something you're gifted in. So, if, Pastor and Krista, if you guys want to grab the tests, assessments, they're going to hand out some assessments to you. So, as you're getting those papers, you see there at the top the, um, the five scriptures of where we find the spiritual gifts in the Bible. And they're all highlighted. And if you like Google spiritual gifts tests, or if you try to find things online, you can definitely do that. But I just encourage you, I was doing that in preparation for my message. And there's a lot of tests that take some of the spiritual gifts away. <laughs> I don't know if they don't think they're important or if they just, I don't know what their, um, their thought behind that is. But that's why I have the scriptures there at the top with the gifts highlighted. So you can see these are, these are all of the gifts that are listed in the Bible. And if I take a test somewhere else, then... Maybe uh, some of them, if some of them aren't there, you'll know that that's not a good test to take. But you're going to um, take that scorecard at the bottom. And if you want to rip the first page off, that might be helpful. And then what you're going to do is you're going to go through each question. And you're going to answer no, uh, question number one. I like to organize services and events. Five is almost always. Four is frequently. Three is sometimes. Two is seldom. And one is almost never. So I do like to organize um, services and events. So I put a five under number one. And then you're going to go through and put a number uh, for every question one through 60. Now, I do want to encourage you that there are some on there like number four. That's one. I'm really bad at these tests, guys, like really bad at them because I don't take them the way that they're supposed to be taken. <laughs> like for example, number four, it says, I pray for the lost daily. Yes, that's something you should do. So I would put, oh, like five, like I should do that. That's awesome. But you need to put what you actually do. So do I actually pray for the lost daily? Mm, no, probably not. As, probably not. So for that one, I put a three. <laughs> and then when you're done adding them all up, I want you to circle your three highest numbers. 15 should be the highest that you can get, unless you scored yourself higher than a five in any of the areas. Then if you see down underneath the yellow box, there's the boxes that list each of the spiritual gifts. So the ones that you score highest in are the ones that are your strongest gifts. Is anybody surprised by some of the results that you're getting? Yeah? 
And then if you look, <laughs> Crystal is not surprised. If you look further in your packet, you there's a, um, a spot where you can list your top three spiritual gifts. You might have more than three because you may have scored like 15 in more than three categories. That's okay. And then underneath that, it describes what each spiritual gift is in a little more depth than what we talked about this morning. There's also some scriptures that you can read that are associated with that gift, and then some possible ministry areas that you could serve in based on your gifts. So the last thing I want to encourage you with um, this morning is just that a lot of times we, uh, we learn our spiritual gifts, and then we think that they need to be fully developed before we can use them. And I think that that's a mistake because I think a lot of times God gives us gifts, but he doesn't give us fully developed ones. And we need to uh, serve in those areas and work in those giftings before they can be, uh, those gifts can be uh, developed. And and time that I saw that in my life was when I was in college, one of my professors, um, she saw that God was going to use me to preach and a lot of you know, knew me when I was younger. Some of you didn't. Uh, but I was very shy, painfully shy. I barely even talked to her. I don't even know how she recognized that in my life because I don't even know that I talked to her that many times um, before that. But she told me in uh, college that God was going to use me to preach. And she encouraged me uh, to start speaking. And I told her that she was crazy. Uh, but she continued to encourage me. So in our college, there was um, they selected four seniors every year to, to preach in chapel uh, to everybody, to all of the professors, all of the students. Um, and I told her that I didn't think that was a good idea. <laughs> I didn't think that I could do that. But she continued to encourage me. And um, she submitted my name, and I was selected as one of the four. And when I preached that first time, the message was good because she helped me with it. But the presentation was not good, I promise you. <laughs> but that was an area that um, that... God started to just develop in my life. And am I perfect? Absolutely not. I'm still not perfect in that area, but it's somewhere that God is using um, other people to encourage me. He's using other resources uh, to strengthen that gift in my life. So I encourage you, if you see a gift in somebody else, tell them because they may not recognize it in their own life. And then if somebody recognizes a gift in your life and they're a, a strong spiritual leader that you know is hearing from God, you should probably listen to them because God probably is um, is looking to use you in that way. And if we... Um, if we wait until we feel qualified to do the things that God has for us to do, we're never going to do it. And that's going um, to—that's going to take away from us because we won't have the joy of using those gifts. And it's also going to take away from other people because we're not using our gifts to serve. The Apostle Paul uses a great word picture to show the importance of strengthening what God has given us. He tells Timothy to fan into flames his gifts. And um, if you've ever been at a campfire, you have a wood stove at home, you blow onto the fire to make the embers into flames. And I think that that's a really good picture of the gifts that God's given us. He puts embers in our lives and in our souls, and we need to fan into flames those gifts uh, to use them. If we just let the embers burn, then they're just going to stay there as embers. They're never going to turn into flames. Um, and the awesome thing about each of us finding our shape is that when we do, we become a more efficient church. We become, um, we become a better church. We become the church that God talks about in the Bible and acts. We come up, become a church that's reaching other people for Jesus. And, um, 
We become a church that's bringing people to heaven with us and we're walking beside people in our community and uh, just helping them live their lives to the fullest. And we find the purpose in our own lives when we do that as well. So let's pray this morning. I just thank you, dear Jesus, that you've gifted each of us. I thank you that you've given us each special uh, gifts and abilities and talents and a personality so that we can uh, most effectively work uh, and serve you, Jesus. So I just ask that you help each of us to, uh, to find and to develop those gifts, to find an area to plug in and serve. We just thank you and praise you for everything that you've done for us, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen.